Rich Friends, it is your girl, I am Sheila Michelle, and I am back with another amazing episode of the I Am Sheila Michelle podcast. I am so, 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 so excited to introduce to you all my good friend, my good sister, but also the clear communication coach herself, who is a speaker, mom, global executive coach, and a teacher, Mrs. Monique Russell. Welcome, Monique. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Looking forward to our conversation. All right. Well, let's get into it because, you know, we could talk forever. Yep. And we only got 30 minutes. We got a time. (laughs) (laughs) We got a time clock. (laughs) I love this. So first of all, you look beautiful. Thank you. I tried to, you know, bring it all for the show. And did I bring it? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You look amazing. Um, And so speaking of that, let's let's just kick it off. The first question that I actually have for you um, that I'd like you to answer for my rich friends out there who tune in every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for our live watch party. Um, tell us your wow factors. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So first of all, I'm all about values. And I think a lot of us here in this room are about values. So the first thing is being genuine. You have to be genuine. You have to be really aware of who you are within yourself. We're all business owners. We're all leaders. And so my first wow wow factor is being genuine. You can actually feel it when you enter a space because we're all transmitting energy. The next thing is really about your expertise. We all have gifts. You talked about that earlier. And so once you really lean into your expertise, I always think about the bread aisle. You go through the bread aisle and there's all sorts of bread. I love the cinnamon raisin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do the white bread, but I tried the rye and it wasn't, uh -uh. but the cinnamon raisin, that's my thing. So We go through that bread aisle and we all have our own tastes. And so each bread has its own specialty, its own expertise. Mm. And you too, you also have your own specialty. You have your own expertise. It's just up to us to lean into it. So my wow factor is really around being genuine, transmitting positive energy Mm -hmm. and leaning into our expertise. What makes us great? Just like what you do. Oh, thank you. Um, the reason why I wanted to ask you that question is because um, you have such an empowering presence. And I would love to see more of us, especially as African-American or multi- multicultural, you know, women just really walk into that. I feel like telling people our wow factors is like the last thing on our list. You know what I mean? It's much more easy for us to be dismissive about if someone gives us a compliment for our hair, our makeup, Um, you know, the way we're dressed or even something that we're doing. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Second question. In all of these roles that you have, because you got like six or seven, (laughs) is it balance or prioritization that makes you successful? Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. So this whole thing about balance, I think... I learned actually not to subscribe to it. I, I, mm. I've opted out, you know, the opt out. <laughs> so the whole balance, it sets us up to fail because we have so many different things that we're doing and we're trying to do. I'm a mother, I'm a teacher, I'm a trainer, you know, mm-hmm. I am a speaker. There's so many different things, but it really is about prioritization and the work-life balance thing doesn't exist. It's just about integration. And at different points of our lives, we're going to be able to integrate and some things will have a higher preference or attention at the time. 
you know, last year was a really challenging year for me health wise. And so I had to prioritize my health first. Everything else had to had to go, you know, to the back. And it didn't mean that I didn't have balance. It didn't mean that I didn't have integration, but I had to prioritize. Mm. Sometimes we were forced to prioritize in the situation with my health is like, even if you're not good at prioritizing, <laughs> I'm going to teach you to prioritize today. But other times as we are leading and we're building our businesses and we're building our teams, we want to get into the skill of proactively prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to just be saying yes to everything and everyone and feeling guilty and blaming everybody in the world except us for the choices and the decisions that we're making. So for sure, um, for me, it's prioritization. I love that. I love that. Um, I've been dying to ask you this question for my rich friends. And the reason why is because I feel like with so much information coming our way, um, a lot of times it's actually hard for us to get to the truth. As much content as there is, you know, that is theoretically educating people, informing people, um, intended to engage and share thoughts and ideas. I don't really know if we truly understand what executive presence is. And I think executive presence is so important for those of us who are looking to build our companies, not just on business to consumer, but on B2B. So would you be able to, from your expertise or, you know, your thought leadership vantage point, tell us what you feel executive presence is? I really have to sit into this one because this is what I help people do. Mm -hmm. And we have been conditioned to believe that executive presence is really about not being who you are and having to fit into a box or feeling like, you are a fraud or being fake. You know, have you ever had that feeling where you you feel like you have to package yourself in a certain way to be received and then you have to step out of that and you're like, ugh. So for me, executive presence, what I help a lot of leaders do is to step into these elements so that they feel authentic and genuine when they're doing it. There's three things that I would define um, from executive presence. It's your EP, your IP, And again, your RP and your EP is your external perception, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's how you show up when you when you enter a space, Mm -hmm. how you look. You talked about the importance of visualization. I mean, them things on Instagram, they be looking juicy. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) People be looking so fly. And then, you know, you see them out and you're like, what? (laughs) Hold on. okay, (laughs) ratchet. Okay, but I'm I'm not going to go there. But, you know, it's really like the external perception that we give to people, even our personalities. How are we engaging with people when they're outside? How do they see us, you know, um, with our customer experience? How, how do they feel about themselves when they interact or have an encounter with you? And you don't have to have an encounter with someone, you know, one-to-one. You could see that person on the screen and you have an encounter with them and they make you feel good. It's not about how you make how they feel about you. Oh, she's this, she's a celebrity or whatever. It's how they feel about themselves when they interact with you, right? That's the external perception influenced by so many factors. The internal perception is how do we see ourselves? What thoughts are we having about ourselves? Sometimes we can see 
something for someone and they can't see it for us or vice versa. So how are we, what are we consuming? What are we feeding ourselves? What are we saying? You know, um, that's the piece that really turns the wheel and we need to be able to get that into alignment. So sometimes the external perception is over here and then the external perception is here and we need to find some way to bring these two together or get them into alignment. And then the third factor is the results perception. Mm-hmm. Results is your expertise. It's like this is how is the impact that you're making perceived? How's the value that you're yeah. making perceived? We see sometimes people have big, big titles, big roles. They have fame. They have celebrity status. But it's like, what's the impact beyond the status like, how is your impact being perceived, yes. right? So your EP, your IP, your RP, those are what make up executive presence for me. And this is what I help people to step into more strongly and confidently. And you'll notice that in each one of those, the word that I use was perception, because it's all about perception. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think in, I think our lives are a lot more perceptive and political than we want to give credit. I mean, even when you look in your immediate family, you know, is is it really is a very interesting concept. Um, thank you for sharing that because all of that resonates for me, even just in this um, particular Launch Our Lab event, um, because when it comes to the um, external perception Typically, when we approach Launch Our Lab, I'm thinking about fasting, you know, praying and being mindful about what do the people in the room need. God, help me give the people what it is they need that is coming from you. This particular Launch Our Lab, I was very IP, being wanting to be more kind and gentle and forgiving to myself and, you know, just saying, hey, you know, you really can't show up to give anybody what they need if you're not giving yourself what you need. So, you know, how can you be more loving? How can you take better care of your body? You know, how can you take better care of, you know, your mindset and different things like that? Um, And then results, right? Results are everything, but it is definitely um, perception because both of us coming from corporate, we could deliver a project, but the end users could hate it. And we could have done everything that was on that project schedule and everything according to the, you know, the work plan and the different work streams. But if the end users don't adopt it, right? So adoption and absorption for me is very important to the the ladies that are here today. And so for that reason, we structured this particular launcher lab to have, um, shorter days so people can actually you know go back to their rooms and begin to unpack what they heard you know uh decompress get out in the city and you know just kind of let things start sizzling in their spirit so to speak so thank you for being um some affirmation you are for us so today. welcome <laughs> let me just say you know what i have watched you like you said you said 12 years y'all We've been knowing each other for 15 years, okay? I'm going to need my extra years. I'm sorry, I got to get your energy. But I have been so inspired by your walk and your journey. And just to be here to see you, it's like, you know, when you get to see you, it's almost like you watch somebody grow. And I'm like, I am so glad to be in your class. Okay, I get to be in your class. (laughs) 
with my notebook <laughs> and taking notes. So I just want to say thank you for showing up and thank you for actually being the best version of yourself and striving towards that. Because I think this is what we need, especially as entrepreneurs and leaders. We need this. We need this constant. It's not just about the outcome, the outcome, the outcome, but it really is that holistic that process. And I just love watching you do that. Thank you so much. You, I'm not gonna tear up on the episode. Okay, no cries. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she said no. Makeup, cry. makeup. But no, it's well because because we have a real sisterhood, and I think you know that that really makes a makes a difference. Um, and just what you were talking about, I want to lean into that because I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for you. You know, I definitely am a person who believes in giving credit where credit is due. And, you know, some of us grow up, all of us grow up with some gaps, right? Like our parents are not going to do everything or our husbands or significant others are not going to do everything. Our siblings are not going to, you know, nobody is going to be everything. You know, you're going to have to kind of get those holes filled, um, you know, as you go along. And I definitely know that your relationship, you, our relationship fills some gaps for me because when we met, I was like, nope, I don't want no more friends. I'm tired, you know, of, you know, a lot of the drama. I mean, I was in my 30s, early 30s at that time. So it was, you know, a different space in time, but God said otherwise. And so not even, I mean, literally drawing a line and said, I don't want no more friends. I got a whole sister. <laughs> um and so as you're talking about that, really what we had was to me, it's a feminine exchange. It's, it's a, it's, it's an, it's an exchange within the feminine realm. And I want to talk about that because as a coach on my end and probably on your end as well, we, we often run into other coaches um, who are not leveraging their feminine exchange right and we run into clients who are not operating in their feminine exchange in order to achieve the success or the breakthrough or the results and so I want to kind of get into that conversation because we just happened upon this topic mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. when we were talking and I think it's super important for everybody to come to a room like this and be able to really feel safe a lot of times we show up into rooms and we're like, oh, you know, it's a safe space, girl. You know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we like, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> That's a red flag. Okay, the minute you hear this is a safe space, run. <laughs> no, we we really everything that you said, and I think it goes back to what you were saying. I'm gonna really get in trouble about this microphone. Um, Understanding who we are, giving ourselves permission to truly be who we are. Like, if you don't like something about yourself, forgive yourself, change yourself. It's okay, right? You know, um, it's okay to evolve. It's okay to learn, you know, all of these different things. So I definitely feel like the reason why people are not able to, you know, be comfortable in their feminine energy is one, they're not comfortable with themselves. So then they have to kind of lean on their masculine side, right? To start putting up all these guards. You know, the insecurities are kind of keeping us back. So you talk a little bit about <laughs> that. Um, I used to ask God to tell me, to, to make me tougher. Ooh. I used to say, why did you make me to be such a caring person? Why can't I just be tough? Why can't I just be like, mm, forget it? Why can't I be Miss Petty Plus Tax? And 
it used to frustrate me because I think people, I was paying attention to how people perceived me. And I, and I saw some of the words like, oh, okay, you, you're being too naive. And they thought I was being naive because I was being so open and so forgiving. Um, and actually, you probably don't remember, but you had a conversation with me years ago. And I think I shared this with you and you were like, no, but I think your vulnerability is your strength. Yeah. Like, you know, so. And then I heard John Maxwell say it, um, talk about he had talked. He talked about how he he wanted to have this strong armor and how he realized it was actually a detriment to himself because it wasn't in his nature. And so, you know, if he was open and someone took advantage or someone wasn't, you know, doing something honest, that that's just what was going to have to happen because he didn't want to shift himself. So I think back to those experiences and I say, okay, well, yeah, that's a part of the feminine energy, but it also stems from us like going into who we are. And I have compassion for a lot of people. We're, at the end of the day, we're all the same. We have the same needs. We have the same goals. We have the same desires. We hurt. You know, I lost people during the COVID. You know, I'm sure everybody in here has had somebody who's been impacted. We all go through the same things. It's the surface level stuff that gets us in trouble. Right. So we people tend to think we can't read minds, right? But observable behaviors tell us what thoughts are being processed on the inside. So when we run into a service provider and we walk in and we say, good morning, you know, we came in here today, good morning. And somebody says, mm, good morning. You know, we, we, we know from the observable behavior what's happening on the inside. We may not know exactly what it is, but we know that there is some wrestling internally, right, with that individual. And if we are open enough to do the deep work, we can have compassion when we have those encounters. It's not that some encounter that we have is going to shift the way we operate. We have to get really, really grounded in who we are as, as leaders, as people. But when we come into entrepreneurship, it's very easy for us to put our intuition to the side when we're focused on the result and we're focused on the goal and we're focused on the outcome. And then we're looking on social media and we're like, oh my God, what? They made six and seven figures? Okay, I gotta make this too, right? Like, like. <laughs> so to step into the feminine energy is really about redefining what success looks like for you. I have two boys, right? My oldest is 22, my youngest is 17. And I had to redefine what success looked like for me as a mother, because a lot of times it happens and we're re we are reactive. And then when we can't keep up with all the things, we feel like a failure. It's like, OK, I can't do this. But if you redefine what success looks like, maybe it's not nine figures. Maybe it's not eight, seven, six. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. What does success look like for you? So. When we see these people that we're working with and we're, we're becoming service providers and we're stepping into the results, we have to be intentional, mm -hmm. intentional, very, very intentional about setting side a time, uh, uh, time aside to investigate how we're showing up and to also get feedback. You yeah. have to get feedback, right? Without feedback, a lot of uh, coaches and go into the programs. You know, I, I, I was working with someone before and she's like, I don't know. I don't get feedback. I don't I don't get feedback. Why? 
Well, because it, I can't do anything with it. Right. I can't. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It just you know, it, it, it's sometimes it's just negative and they're just complaining. They just complain and they just ungrateful. How we think about our clients. That's huge. Whether they decide to work with us or not, give them a, an ex, a quality experience. Call yourself to a higher standard of excellence, not perfectionism, because I had a relationship right. with perfectionism, too. But to excellence, excellence moves you forward. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism holds us back. It, it causes us to delay. It got to be perfect. It got to, you know, I have to have more information. I have to have another degree. I had a client, she had a PhD, two <laughs> master's degrees, and she says, Monique, I, I need to get more information. I said, stop. <laughs> How much more education you need? You got everything you need. Right. So, yeah, I think the journey to sum it all up is, is really about setting time aside to be intentional, to investigate who we are, why we do what we do, and to be very determined about the experience we want people to walk out of our lives having. Absolutely. So let me let me roll that back for the rich friends because that was so deep. That was so deep. They I'm probably sorry. They, no, no, don't <laughs> don't apologize. I, it's so deep because I think that a lot of times when you and I talk, it's like I be like, okay, Monique, I got to get back to you because it be so deep. It takes me, yeah, no, when we talk, it's like, because we, you know, we share our gratitude lists and, you know, just different things. It's just always such a powerful exchange that it's like, okay, I got to take a whole week (laughs) and get back and get back to Monique (laughs) on that, you know, because, you know, I mean, like, think about when you're reading a book, like even 12 week year, right? Some people could probably read 12 week year, which is one of my favorite books, um, for CEOs who need to get their arms around structure, strategy, and systems. But honestly, it took me a while to read that book because it was like, man, that was good. Now I got to try, you know, I got to digest it and apply it. So I want to make sure, because you were able to sit down on this couch, the I Am Shoot Michelle couch here, and confidently but humbly give us your wow factors. Yes. The fact that you got wild factors. Let's start there, right? Because everybody is not even trying to get them these days, okay? They're much more concerned with things that don't mean mean a hill of beans, right? The fact that you know the difference between balance and prioritization. Like, those aren't just buzzwords. You're not just throwing them around, right? All the different stages that you've been on, you know, all the, the, the backstages that you've been a part of, you know, the fact that, you know, you show up in very corporate spaces, you show up in, you know, globally around the world and you recognize this common theme about us blocking our feminine energy and how that's hanging us up. And so when I say feminine energy right now, I'm talking to the women. OK, I'm talking to the women um, and we're talking to women who are, so if anybody is wondering, like, who is this message for? Because we like to, we like to play the I don't know game, right? Um, and just so you know, when people play the I don't know game, let me give you this quick tip I got from my therapist many years ago. When people act like they don't know what you say all the time, then make sure, validate it with them. <laughs> Get clarity. Validate. Did you catch that? Okay. <laughs> So if you don't know who this message is for, this particular message on feminine energy is for women who are in coaching spaces as a coach 
or seeking coaching services. Mm. And the reason why we wanted to share this message is because a lot of us are tricking ourselves out of our own spot. We are sabotaging ourselves, which means that we're sabotaging the people that we're supposed to be impacting. So if you are a coach, you don't have to gaslight people. Yes. And if you are a student or a um, recipient of coaching services, you don't got to choose a coach that gas like people. It's like, oh, girl, she be snatching people edges. Let me get with her. Why? <laughs> tell me a why. Like, help me. <laughs> you know, but it's it's such an interesting thing that, you know, people like those snappy, you know, captions. I mean, if that's your if that's your natural style, like, do, you know, do you, boo. Like, that's fine. I got to say something to that because I think this is my personal opinion I think that's a trauma response Mm. because I have a friend who I will tell her one thing one way and she said no you gotta be you 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 gotta you gotta be tough with me you gotta say you know what (laughs) shut up she like okay (laughs) and for the longest time I'll be like no 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 I can't I'm I'm telling her like okay no that wasn't good you probably need to try she's like no you have to say you know what that was stupid and I, you gotta be, you gotta be her. Right. And, and she would respond to it. And but the good thing about it is now I did follow instructions, especially for the. the, the <laughs> listen, sometimes you, you have to be able if you're trying to get the message across, you have to be able to adapt to get the message and then be able to shift. OK, so I had to listen to it. So that's I just wanted to say, I think that's a trauma response sometimes we are so used to or we have been so used to receiving information with aggression and not with compassion or love that if it's not delivered that way, it's like, oh, she's soft. She she can't do nothing. I need somebody to tell me, okay, you ain't got your bag because you ain't doing the work. (laughs) Right, right. right. But But you're doing the work. You're showing up to the class, you're asking the questions, and you still stuck. (laughs) You're still frustrated. That was me. And I was like, I'm too smart. I am too, I got too many degrees. <laughs> I'm serving people in 18 countries on four continents. Yes, yes. Like, I, I, I'm too smart to not get it. Right? And that's what you're talking about, the gaslit. Because you could still show up and do all the tactics, but until that internal piece is right. Yeah. It's not going to work. No, absolutely. So I just want, I just, and I understand that this might be deep for the people who are watching this. So just rewatch this part (laughs) (laughs) and just begin to pop the top on when are you exerting masculine energy when you really just want to be feminine, when you really just want to be yourself, you know, and when it comes to quote unquote safe spaces, you got to create that safe space for yourself. First and foremost. So when you were talking about you walk into the room and somebody kind of rolls their eyes or, you know, maybe they have, you know, a Debbie Downer or a negative Nancy kind of Connor. Don't shift your energy. Right. Don't shift your energy. Still. Good morning. Okay, that's on them. That's 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 about their walk for the day. You know, not yours. So we're going to talk some more about feminine energy, but hopefully y'all will begin to think about who your favorite influencers are or who your favorite coaches are and why, you know, um, I have a, uh, ebook called becoming coachable, right. Which really just helps you prepare to select coaches that are right for you so that you, cause at the end of the day, it is about getting to your goal so that you can help other people. Right. But 
I just got a little ebook. You got a whole book right there. Can you hold that book up? Let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> Intentional motherhood. Who said it would be easy? This is one of my most proud bodies of work born out of the pandemic. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> uh, it was so funny because I had the goal, the vision to do it. And I was in a Zoom meeting and I created the page, uh, just, you know, a quick short page with the description of what I wanted to create it. And I said, this is in like Thanksgiving, November. And okay. I said, it's coming out in January 2021. And I just dropped the link. Why 13 people bought the non-existent Let's go. book? Okay. <laughs> so that means I was like, ooh, I got to get to work. So, <laughs> so I wrote the book, but I'm so proud of it because, you know, so many women in my family, in my life, um, they settled. They settled. They chose to settle. Some didn't have a choice or whatever. But I always felt like if I was able to have the deepest conversations with my grandmothers, um, I have one that's still alive. She's in her 90s. Like, you know, those generations, they don't talk about those stuff. You know, it's like ain't nobody, ain't nobody talking about <laughs> right. deep, deep stuff. Right. But if I could have such a deep conversation with them, I feel like that would help to open and um, unlock deeper awareness. But in this book, this book is written for, it was written for my great, 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 great granddaughters yes. <laughs> when they arrive yes. um, to really share how the mindset is really about being intentional, intentional about being a mother. And just really quickly, like there are eight chapters in there who said it would be easy because hello, who said it would be easy? <sighs> it's not about age. It's about identity. It really doesn't matter how old you are. You know, it's about identity. I had my first son when I was a teenager, actually. I was, what, 18, 19? And it was the best time of my life. Two years later, the school asked me to come and teach women twice my age about parenting. Me, teenager, hello. It's not about age, it's about identity. And then chapter three is the identity of a mother. Um, a woman's likes versus a woman's loves is chapter four. What we do when we like ourselves versus what we do when we love ourselves. Then chapter five is all about those tools, the masculine energy, the doing, the practical systems. Um, chap chapter six is called Apologize to Your Kids. And this is at any age. A lot of the people that I work with are grownups. We're adults. But if they could have an open, honest apology from their parent, whether the parent agrees if they were wow. feeling hurt or not, it would literally set them free. So this is really about that. And the, um, the chapter seven is about the egoful father. I met my biological dad when I was eight years old, and that was a whole journey. And I heard him say, I love you when I was in my 30s. Oh, and I didn't wow. even know I needed that. And so I talk about the journey of men who are leading from their egos. And they may not know how to lead differently, right? It's not that they want to, they don't know how. So I bust a lot of myths and really call us as individuals to rise to the challenge of what type of relationship we wanna have. Today we travel all over the world together and he's my best friend. And then chapter eight is intentional conversations. And that's really setting aside time to have conversations with those that we care about, those that we love, our siblings, we're not taught to nurture with our siblings, right? We, we grow up, but we don't have those intentional conversations or addressing the, the conflict. So it's about setting, side, setting time aside to have those real conversations. You don't just walk into a conversation or a big money conversation without preparation. Why would you walk into a conversation that would change your emotional impact with someone else without preparation too? So 
this is my one of my most proud bodies of work. And I think it's for every mother. The men that have read this book, they're like, oh, my God, this is good. So it's really a leadership book as well. And I'm so glad to be able to share it with you today. Yeah. So we actually, um, I asked you if you would be willing to autograph copies for anybody that wants to purchase uh, when we break. And for those who are tuning in, we will make sure you have the link so that you can get your copy of Intentional Motherhood. That's not the only thing. Um, Monique is is an author. I, I didn't write that down, but I do know that. Um Based on what you just, um, you just made a comment. And so I wanted to, I had a question on here about what's the number one thing that you think anybody can do to improve their communication? I don't care if they're male, female. I don't care if it's corporate. I don't care if it's the Instagram streets. What's one thing that anybody can do to improve their communication? So before we start to fix fix anything, um, we have to assess. So the one thing that we can do, any of us can do, is really to begin to take an honest inquiry, an honest investigation of our, our communications. Look in the last week, how many times was I, you know, at my best? And then so after you have a series of, of investigative inquiry and questions about how you've showed up, then go ahead and ask some people around you, close to you, okay, uh, when, when have you seen me at my best? When have you seen me at my worst? And start to really get clear on how it is that you're showing up. We all communicate and we all do it in different ways. Some some ways it's excellent and other areas it, it may not be as, as good. But when people always come to me and say, you know what, I, I need help with communication, I go into more questions. And sometimes when I ask them to give me more clarity, they're like, okay, oh, I don't know. Uh, it just happens this way. I just need to get better. You know, I just need to get better. So getting clear on where to start and then look at people that you admire who communicate effectively and observe them, study them, follow them, you know, read their books, follow their videos, ask more questions. Anyone can start to do that today. Absolutely. I always say T.D. Jakes had this quote that stuck with me a while, which is he's such a good leader. Um, I, I, I um, listen to a lot of T.D. Jakes sermons actually for the leadership. You know, obviously I honor him. You know, he's a pastor, man of God, but he he really is an excellent resource for leadership as well. And he says, you can't conquer what you won't confront. That's right. And you and, can't confront it what you don't know. Yeah, you can't <laughs> confront what you don't know. So you've got to go through that process. So before we wrap, what is it that we can look forward to from Mrs. Monique Russell and Clear Communications for 2023? Well, you could look forward to more stories, more genuine stories. I'm so glad that actually you chose these uh, topics to ask and talk about. I think where we are right now in the world, community and society, after COVID, we had a lot of awakening, right? So you can look for me and any other communication coaches to share more genuine stories um, and, and experiences to help you be, not do, the masculine piece, right? We, it's not about the, the tools and the steps of the checklist and the checkbox and the how-tos so much. For communications coaches and professionals, look for more authentic, genuine stories about the journey. Like, what was your journey like? What was your journey like to this to this leadership role? What was your journey like to getting your kids involved in your business? What was your journey like to being, you know, overcoming a health condition? What was the journey like? Those stories are what's going to help us get more in tune with who we are and connect better with others. So 
you can look forward to more stories. I love that. And will you go ahead and and drop where people can find you? Yes. MoniqueRussell.com, ClearCommunicationSolutions.com. I'm on Instagram at ClearCommunicationCoach, Facebook ClearCommunicationCoach. LinkedIn is my most engaging social media of choice. So ClearCommunicationCoach. Say, hey, I saw you on the I Am a Sheila Michelle podcast. Let's connect. I love connecting with people. I love encouraging others. So connect with me. Send me a note. Drop me a line. And let's just keep the conversation going. So I want to thank you personally and professionally for joining us today. So much of what you said has resonated with me. I hope it has also been, um, you know, beneficial to the folks that are here at Launch Your Lab with us um, thank you again, beautiful Diva Empress. That's our nickname. We call each other Diva Empress. Um, and she's my friend. I can't share her just in case somebody else was asking. Because <laughs> I know nobody's like, oh, I want a friend like that. Um, but, you know, it's been easy. It's been easy. It's been an easy 15 years. And, you know, I love the way that we've been able to stay connected, you know, over the years, you know, sometimes the mile, it was a lot of miles between us sometimes, <laughs> you know, not as many, but it's so amazing um, to have you here. And I hope that you are able to see, um, you know, that this is also fruit from your friendship tree. Ooh, thank you so much. All right. Okay, Rich Friends, it's been our pleasure. Um, We will see you next time. Please like, share, and comment on the I Am Sheila Michelle podcast.